0: Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, filmmaking legend Martin Scorsese turned 80 earlier this month. The New York-born movie director has had an illustrious career, of course, as you well know, spanning the last six decades and there are no signs of him slowing down. In fact, he's set to release his next movie, Killers of Flower Moon, in May of 23. Fans and film enthusiasts alike will be delighted to hear that a revised and updated edition of the groundbreaking biography Martin Scorsese, A Journey, has just hit the bookshelves. This book is written by proud Irish-American author and filmmaker Mary Pat Kelly, who's had the privilege of knowing the director and screenwriter for many, many years. And she joins me now to talk about this new edition of Scorsese's Story. Mary Patcher, very welcome to the programme.
1: Thank you very now, much. Now, let's
0: take a look. First of all, have I pronounced his surname correctly? Yes. Great, and I've definitely pronounced yours correctly. It's Kelly. Kelly is right,
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay, good
0: enough. So you met him long before Hollywood came calling. That's correct, isn't it?
1: Yes, it, it's really an amazing story. Um, I was studying to be a nun, a sister of Providence, yeah. and um at St Mary the Woods Indiana and I was very interested in film but in those days there were no film schools especially if you were in the convent but I was an English major and there was Sister Mary Olive O'Connell had a green room. She was the drama teacher, and I one day found an article about this new phenomenon called film schools, which there were no film schools in the 60s, and a young director who had just won the Producers Award for the best student film, and I thought, wow, I would love to study his film. I wrote a letter. Now, I could not send it out myself because we did not have stamps, but Sister Mary Olive was willing to send it out. Off it went. And I got this letter back, and he said he'd be very happy to send me the movie. And he did, and we looked at the movie, and right away, sister said to me, this boy's on his way to being a genius. Here's stamps. So we started writing, and I would get these letters from him where he would type with such energy that the periods went through the paper. Right. (laughs) And he told me these books to order, and it was great. Except one time he said, you must go to see Hiroshima Mona Moore. And I wanted to say, you know, Marty, I have to get permission to go to the third floor. So, But that... Relationship continued. He wrote to me. I went to teach in Chicago and I went to the premiere of his first feature film at the Chicago Film Festival, Full Habit at the Playboy Theater on Michigan Avenue. And the friendship has continued. I worked yeah. with him only once on The Last Temptation of Christ. And um, it was that connection. He's very connected to his Catholicism in a kind of unique way. And that has been a bond that's continued.
0: Okay, well now I just I'm, I'm trying to get the years right here because I know that he was assistant editor on the Woodstock movie and the first we really heard of him big time obviously was uh, Main Streets a few years later seventy three so you're talking about mid sixties are you right
1: I so I met him in sixty six yeah and then in nineteen sixty nine I came to Europe for the first time came to Ireland for my first time came back, and in 1970, right after he had done Woodstock, as you said, I met him in person for the first time. And what was interesting to me was, as well as doing Woodstock, he'd just been given a grant from the National Endowment to do something about immigration, Italian immigration. And in those days, we were the Woodstock generation. No one was thinking about their own heritage. Of course. He was. And he got me interested in talking about my Irish heritage. So that connection has kind of intersected all through my life.
0: That connection has intersected all through your life. His connection with his own upbringing in New York has connected through all his films because as a child, wasn't he surrounded by types that I've now seen a thousand times in a thousand Scorsese movies?
1: That's right. And in fact he did an updated... uh, Interview that I did from the Intercontinental Hotel in Dublin via Zoom in May. And he talked about that, about when you grow up with these characters, as you say, and, you know, they want to have good families, they want their kids to do well. But on the other hand, they're robbing trucks and selling swag in the neighborhood. So how do you balance the two? He said his father used to tell stories, and his father would tell this wild story and then say, Of course, they wouldn't make a movie about that. And he said, I started thinking maybe I should make a movie about that. But I think the revolutionary idea that just a normal person, a student could make a movie. I mean, now kids have movies with their iPhones, but yeah. then it was big cameras and editing this film. And how did you do it? But he went to NYU film school and that started it.
0: Well, you say robbing trucks and selling swag. Um, he always did show the kind of fun and glam side, if you like, of a moral behavior and always then also showed the price.
1: Exactly, the price. And I mean, he was talking about uh, fellows. I mean, yes, it's glamorous, but uh, the Ray Liotta character ends up in a ball in a cocaine haze, you know, running from everything. And they die. They end up in prison or they die. But the pull of it, I think, is something that he acknowledges.
0: OK, well, if you're talking Martin Scorsese, you're talking about seven or eight different people and every single one of them are somewhere in this book. I mean, so are another 40 people as well, by the way. And so are all those behind the scenes and that who really bow down in front of Martin Scorsese. I'll get to that in a minute or two because his absolute kind of devotion to the movies. It, it, it's just huge. The technicians marvel at his mastery of the form and meticulous preparation and all the rest. And by the way, he does allow, uh, when, uh, maybe all that's right in terms of framing of shots, but he does allow uh, kind of, um, if you like, to be improvising and dialogue, doesn't he?
1: Every actor that I interviewed, every actress talked about that, how... He would say, okay, now you do one. Now you try. Um, Barbara Hershey was interesting. She came up with this whole idea of preparing in Last Temptation of Christ to do these tattoos. That was her idea. Uh, of course, the Robert De Niro connection, but now the connection with Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio has found it completely liberating as an artist to work with Scorsese. Well,
0: this is the updated version and you now have forwards in the book by uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Steven Spielberg, uh, Michael Powell is there as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Just to take a look for those who don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio has been directed by Martha Scorsese in Gangs of New York. Um, um, the Aviator, The Departed, Shutter Island, Wolf of Wall Street. Of course, Wolf of Wall Street. Does he find it funny or does he find it great that like that's the most um, what's the word financially rewarding movie he's ever made?
1: It's interesting, isn't it? And yeah. probably the most despicable character well, of all, yeah, right? Of course, yeah, yeah, right, yeah absolutely.
0: Right. But there's some fantastic acting in oh, it, the Not acting. least from Matthew McConaughey. Right, he gives exactly. five minutes of greatness.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, well, look, Paul Newman got his only Oscar in Color of Money, oh, directed by. Yeah. By Scorsese, that,
0: yeah. You know? yeah right. Liza
1: Minnelli told me that she got her whole performance in New York, New York, from looking into, yeah. Looking second. into
0: sorry, they can't see that at home when I did that. So yeah, looking into into his eyes, yeah, looking yeah. into into Scorsese's eyes, and that's my performance indeed. I mean, of all his movies, do you have a favorite? By the way, you I know, do. Uh, I have a favorite. What is yours? Oh, without a doubt, the King of Comedy.
1: Yeah. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh, yeah. Do you think because I mean, of your media connections? No, no, no.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. About a guy down in his basement interviewing nobody. Uh, no, wait a second. Um, no, I'll tell you what it is. It's because the first time, like, I, I can like comedy as much as anybody else, but I had never seen that kind of comedy, which is the same comedy that came along later with the greatest British TV programme of all time called The Office, which is the comedy of total embarrassment, where you're hiding behind the, the couch going, oh, no, don't it. <laughs> And De Niro was just too oh. weird. And in a way... And Jerry Lewis was so nasty. It was fantastic.
1: It was fantastic. But in a way, it was prescient because it was before social media, before this fascination with celebrity and how dangerous it can be.
0: Yeah, the fascination with celebrity and that thing was, yeah, really, was scary. really good. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. It was so well done. And like, I mean, obviously it wasn't a count. I mean, when he arrives at the house, sorry to talk about a scene, but when he arrives at the house with, I think, was that De Niro's wife? Yes. Yeah, Diane. Yeah. Car- Diane, Diane Abbott. Yeah. Diane Abbott. Yeah. yeah. And when she realised that they hadn't been invited, oh, it's like that's a whole new world. <laughs> and up Scorsese's
1: for me. mother hollering down to the basement.
0: That's Scorsese's mother's voice. Wait a minute, but Scorsese's mother is in Goodfellas.
1: Yes, she's in almost every movie. She was a fantastic woman. One of my favourites is Italian-American.
0: Right, Well, hold on a second. You, uh, just on on the parents of Scorsese, you've talked to both. They are... They're out there, aren't they? they? They like to give opinions. They're
1: fantastic. <laughs> and um, Marty says he got his timing from his mother and her sense of humor. Uh, and uh, we dedicated the book, he and I, to our parents.
0: Yeah, um, I see that. And
1: uh, I mentioned, I wrote, I wrote this article that uh, – Um, I was at both of his parents' funerals, and my mom died last year, and during COVID, she didn't die of COVID. We couldn't have a funeral. But he sent me a mass at St. Patrick's Old Cathedral, the church that's in Mean Streets and all of them. So there was a mass for my mother in the church that meant so much to him. It was very cool.
0: And just when you mentioned earlier on about NYU, he he went teaching at NYU. He was fired from making a movie after about a week called The Honeymoon Killers in 68, and he found it pretty difficult to get a job, didn't he, at first? So he was teaching in NYU, he was teaching cinema, and he he taught some of the greats.
1: Right, exactly. Oliver Stone, I mean, they all came through there. And it's interesting, just recently, I was at the Chicago Film Festival again, and I had a booth in my book, and all these young filmmakers came up To me, and they're inspired as students by Scorsese. Kind of, of if he can do it, maybe we can do it too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, um, like obviously, just to get back to Mean Streets again, the script would definitely be based on his entirely uh, on his little Italy youth. It was, it was autobiographical, maybe. Um, but um, th- 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 when, when he got to use um major studios as such, when he got the chance, did he just revel in it? Did he love the whole idea of what was at his disposal because he knew damn well how good he would be with it?
1: Well, I think. I just watched Gangs of New York on the plane coming over. And the, the production values yeah. of that. I mean, yeah. it's incredible. And I think anybody who he always loved the big biblical movies and the big yeah. Hollywood movies. So, to, as you say, to have that access to that and to have the technicians, to have Michael Chapman and Michael Ballhouse. And yeah. to be, I mean, he did, um, who's that knocking at my door? They used a wheelchair for the shots to go in and out. I mean, now they have cranes and course, all yeah. the things, drones, etc., yeah. all yeah. the rest.
0: Yeah. But I mean, just you, you mentioned there, gangs of New York that was one movie he always wanted to make always. and also Last Temptation that was one movie he always wants to make there were three he always wants to make that's right what the hell happened to Dean Martin
1: <laughs> I know maybe someday I mean he's you know Killers of the Flower Moon as you said are coming out now so it's, who knows
0: I mean the, the, like the cast he wanted for the Dino movie was everything from Tom Hanks to Jim he wanted every every great actor some of them not around anymore
1: well I think he is fascinated as we all are on some of these larger than life characters that yeah. actually live and do these things and he knows
0: he can do things with them
1: right exactly yeah right yeah.
0: okay so what aspects by the way we're looking here at the definitive biography uh, Martin Scorsese A Journey it's revised and updated now with Mary Pat Kelly who's here with us the foreword by Leonardo DiCaprio and Steven Spielberg um, what aspects of Scorsese's life and work did you set out to document when you started this biography?
1: Well, everything. Everything, right. And I was interested in the whole spiritual dimension of the yeah. thing. I think if you grow up Catholic, you have a certain sense of mystery. And I, I always say he does transubstantiation through cinema. He, he can find an image that really resonates beyond what you're actually seeing. Yeah. And you feel something. I mean, that's what he wants. It's feeling. And of course, the music. Um, I was just to add his... Birthday party, his 80th birthday party. So Robbie Robertson, who does all the music, came out. There was a band. So did they live
0: in, a, in an apartment together? They did. Before you, the band? Be, before, after
1: the oh, last waltz.
0: Oh, after the last waltz. Yeah, That's post-76 the, then. right, exactly. Oh, right,
1: okay. But... So we thought Robbie Robertson was going to sing, and he said, "When Marty Scorsese and I met, we decided that the person that had influenced most, the musician that was our favorite, was Van Morrison." Yeah, and yeah. with that, who comes out? Van really? Morrison, and what does he sing? "Tura Lura Lura." It's an Irish that, lullaby, right? Because yeah. that was the one from *The Last Waltz*. Yeah,
0: well, he also did *Caravan* at the Last Waltz.
1: Right, exactly, yeah, and yeah. he did *Comfortably Numb* in *The oh, Departed*. Yeah he, yeah, yeah, he did that. Yeah. For the, for and the, the, he, Roger So wall I thing, mean, but yeah. when he did "Tura Lura Lura," and this whole place full yeah. of hollywood stars and yeah. everything went crazy. And how was
0: Van was he grumpy?
1: No, he was not grumpy. He was there was i I've got a picture of he de niro and scorsese just talking talking talking, really? you know. I mean
0: when, like, when you, he he made the movies, I mean The Last Waltz obviously, and uh, had they any idea that just because the band which is like a band in its own right one of the great american bands but probably better known for a lot of people as being bob dylan's backing band when he made that movie in the winterland in san francisco i think it was is there any was there any way at all that uh, anybody would have the like that we look upon it like it? It became so famous. Right. It was just a gig.
1: No, it was a gig, and also I think they thought it was ending that their careers might be over. I mean, Robbie Robertson said to me in the interview, he said, you know, the road took a lot of the great ones. Elvis, I think they felt yeah. this was the time to get out and stop. Yeah, yeah. So they had no idea that it was really only the beginning of their careers in many ways. Yeah, but the
0: band messed up though. They really did. There was a lot of messing going on. Up, up there in Woodstock, how many car crashes did they have? About I know. 40.
1: Well, you know, I think when you were talking about real life, I think that is the lesson of Scorsese's movies you know redemption but it's tough having talent is not enough There's and he made
0: Shine a Light then um, yeah. in about 2006 I don't know when it was exactly I can't yeah, remember I've got all the yeah the, which is the Rolling Stones yeah. movie I yeah, remember like the yeah. beginning you see well Clinton. in
1: Scorsese for the party Mick Jagger sent a video uh, thing right yeah.
0: and also how many movies does he have Rolling? St- how many movies does he have Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones right
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> which is a good
0: choice because it's their best song okay well let's t- let's just take a look at a few other bits and pieces there Roger Corn. Corman and uh, the others. He he played a part, didn't he? he Huge. Did, did he bring him to L.A.? He
1: he was in L.A. because he'd been editing. He edited um, Box, Medicine. Car, uh, yeah, no, this uh, was so Medicine Caravan. He was editing, and Roger Corman gave him said would gave him the ability to make a movie, Boxcar Bertha. Yeah. And Marty said that's how he learned to do things quickly to work with the crew. He did the storyboards for Boxcar Bertha, and that was Barbara Hershey was in that who and David Carradine and then Barbara Hershey would be Mary Magdalene in the last temptation. But Roger Corman was seminal because like you said, it gave him the opportunity to make a movie and to see it distributed. And it yeah. actually got pretty good reviews when it came out.
0: Do you know, when it shows techniques of how movies are made and that and what can be used and how it is, he's big into a lot of them. He's the kind of the master of... For instance, slow motion is big with him. Exactly. There's a Mean Streets and Taxi Drive and Raging Bull and Wolf of Wall Street, just to mention a few that would have those. But freeze frame stuff as well. He yes. likes that, doesn't
1: he? He does, right. I I noticed just recently, like I said, watching um, Gangs of New York, there's a freeze frame moment. And in... in um, Goodfellas too often and narration narration well narration is narration. absolutely
0: huge because a lot yeah. of people would say don't do narration uh, don't do narration it kind of cheats but actually it really works with it him it really works I mean works. how many people can can can, can um, you know just say off the first few lines of Goodfellas millions you know
1: yeah, right in fact I was reading a Miriam Keyes book and she quotes the you know the Joe Pesci you find me amusing yeah, you know wow, so there's all these stuff. little yeah scary yeah, stuff you yeah. know <laughs>
0: yeah. dreadful um, okay so uh, all those Ones, I know, yeah, but also, there's um, he's got this thing of um, a very graphic and very realistic violence, yes. And by the way, this Catholic upbringing thing, his language, please <laughs> how, like, how many f words are in one of the movies? The longer, the, the most ever, I can't remember which one exactly.
1: I think Wolf of Wall Street might take it. It's Wolf of Wall Street, it. Street yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah it probably yeah, is. Yeah.
0: yeah. So narration and cursing are pretty good, all right. Yeah. Um, but he's also like he does these quick fades a lot. You know, people getting in and out of cars and stuff, doesn't he?
1: Right. Exactly. And time gets distorted.
0: Yeah. And the, well, time gets distorted in the fact that some movies start off in the middle of the end.
1: Exactly. I was talking to him about the long in the Irishman that long shot through the nursing home. Yeah. You know, I mean, in a way, it was the matching of the long shot and the in Colpo. Goodfellas. Yeah, in yeah. Goodfellas, you as the, know, as,
0: as the two of them go into their table, which is right, up exactly,
1: them. and that's all you know, glamour and glitz, and this is. A nursing home and he said time elongates when you're in those places there is no time and I, I said that was such an amazing shot the details were so perfect and he said well recently I've spent time in those places you know right. it's kind of a Indeed. bookend of his life.
0: Well speaking of book it is Mary Pat Kelly it is called Martin Scorsese a journey it's revised and updated as I say the foreword by Leonardo DiCaprio and Steven Spielberg the whole thing is there you were there at the very beginning before all happened you were there for the 80th birthday recently as well how is he by the way?
1: Fine great yeah. He's He's in good form, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because Steven Spielberg was there and he wrote an, a forward for the book too. Yeah, And he said... Hold on. Uh, St-
0: Steven Spielberg made, um, what do you call it, Schindler's List. Did he ask um, Martin Scorsese to make it?
1: No, I don't oh. think so. I think oh. that he felt that, you know, I think that was Steven's heritage and that was important.
0: Yeah, I, I, just, I just, well, I think that's what, I, I had heard that Steven Spielberg uh, obviously he wanted to make the movie but didn't necessarily want to direct it so he asked Scorsese but Scorsese said for crying out loud that's your story not Exactly and mm-hmm. Steven
1: Spielberg just the other nights I said to him because uh, he said my movies are whispers Marty's are shouts so he's made this new movie called The Fablemans about his own family That's right yeah. So I, I said to him change, yeah. well Steven you finally made a Marty Scorsese right. movie Hey
0: very good Yeah. Okay so just a few other bits and pieces I mean in terms of you like this is you're well known for your works of fiction and non-fiction so writing a novel How does that compare to writing a biography? Is it it more difficult? Do you have to... Well,
1: with this, I really felt... When I was doing Last Temptation of Christ the first time, and it was canceled, and I knew that everyone involved in it, the actors, were so committed to it, and it seemed a shame to just let it disappear. So in a way, this is a documentary in print form where each one gets to have their say. And there were fascinating juxtapositions, like talking about Raging Bull with Joe Pesci And with Robert De Niro back to back. So Robert De Niro was talking about jealousy, that that was one of the emotions that he and Scorsese were interested in exploring. And he started to tell me about how, um, in Raging Bull, uh, Jake LaMotta's brother had an affair with his wife. I was just
0: going to say the brother, yeah. yeah.
1: And I said, but no, no, that was his imagination, but he didn't really. And De Niro says, oh, no they did and I'm so really so then the next person I was interviewing was Joe Pesci and I said you know I miss that whole thing I thought Jake was imagining it that he was wrong but De Niro tells me yes that you really had an affair and Joe Pesci goes I didn't does he still so they were so into their roles hold on a
0: second are you talking about uh, Robert De Niro in terms of his real life bringing it into the movie are you talking about Jake LaMotta Jake LaMotta but but
1: the Jake LaMotta no no sorry Jake LaMotta but he was so into the character that he really had been convinced though in the script it's it, it, no
0: he, he didn't The Last Temptation did that mean a lot to you? Did you enjoy that? Yes
1: I really I I thought it was really his attempt and I mean as far as he was concerned you know that. the he, he resisted it. One interesting thing was Harvey Keitel, who's the one, the apostle who says to Jesus, you betrayed us. Why didn't you die? Because for those who haven't seen it, the last temptation is that Jesus gets off the cross. He has a life. And of course, you find out that this was a moment and he resisted the temptation. But Harvey Keitel said his last speech and asked Marty, to be the off-camera so he right. could say so, it to him. Right. So, yeah. You yeah.
0: Know. And just one other thing, too. When he got his Oscar, when it was ta- taxi driver time, um, was it true that that was the day that John Hinckley Jr. tried to shoot and assassinate President Reagan and therefore he wasn't told until well afterwards? Cause
1: he had, no, been... no. He had FBI. Yes, he wasn't told. And he, wa- he thought the security but was But Robert extreme. De Niro knew.
0: Nobody would tell him.
1: Nobody would tell him because... Mm. And then, I mean, I well, Jody act-
0: Foster connection as well,
1: right. And I actually arranged for him to be met at the airport. He was met and taken off the plane separately because nobody knew that there were other threats out there because yeah, of the course. idea was Hinckley was going to show Jody Foster.
0: How much he loves her loved by her. shooting the president.
1: I know, crazy, weird, crazy. Okay,
0: well, listen, Martin Scorsese. It is. It's a, a journey, is what it's called. And Mary Pat Kelly. Mary Pat Kelly. Before you leave us, I want to ask one or two ones about you. Um, you. One of your novels is currently being adapted for the screen by Jim Sheridan.
1: Well, we were in the process. Galway Bay, which is based on my own family history. Um, I took Which me... is
0: what? Because you're born in Chicago.
1: Right. And When I first came to Ireland, somebody asked me what county my people were from, and yeah. I said Cook County because, you know, it only <laughs> took me 40 years yeah, right. to no. find out they meant Ireland. Barna, County yeah. Galway. Right. Yeah. Right outside of Galway. So, my great grandmother, Honora Keeley Kelly, saved her five children, bought them to Chicago during the Great Starvation, and then her grandson became mayor of Chicago. So, it became a family saga. I wrote three um, novels Galway Bay, of Irish Blood, and Irish Above All.
0: Yeah. And you've also worked on major television programs in the States, yes. not least Saturday Night Live, but also Good Morning America.
1: Right. Good Morning. I met John human on Good Morning America. He was. I didn't meet John Hume. We tried to book John Hume. And the producer said, no, no, moderation doesn't make good television. So afterwards, I met him and then did my own documentary.
0: Gosh, I've seen all 20 programs of that thing. I can't even remember what it's called. The Morning Show. Have you seen that thing on television yes, with Jennifer Aniston and that, all that? Right, right, right. can you relate to a lot of them? shenanigans? A lot of them. Really? A lot of really? A so lot so of that's yeah. the way a it is. A lot of
1: that. Well, the whole John Hume story. I mean, here you have yeah. somebody that's going to win the Nobel Prize, but some producer thinks it's boring. So that's why I did my own documentary.
0: And also, Mae Binchy was a big part of your life Maeve in terms Binchy of if she can do like a writer. It can, yeah, right. Okay.
1: Mae Binchy told me the secret of being a writer a deadline. And when for my first novel, Special Intentions, which was the story of being in the convent, she gave me July 4th, 1982 as my deadline and she used to send me postcards so thank you Maeve
0: Well then finally religion for Martin Scorsese we know how important that is he says it all the time he's not necessarily a great supporter of certain things all the time in his movies in terms of any Catholic religion but it's there What about you? Is that the same thing? Is that, a, is that, is that one of the things that forged a connection between the two? I you think it place? is
1: a connection and um, one of the things he talks about with, in the interview is working with Pope Francis
0: Yeah he met him five or six years ago didn't he?
1: Right and and he Pope Francis asked him to be part of a documentary about the wisdom Of aging. And uh, it's kind of full circle because in Mean Streets, um, the character Charlie. Admires Francis of Assisi and goes on and on, and his girlfriend finally says to him, "Yeah, but Francis of Assisi was not a numbers runner, so I think that <laughs> that he didn't
0: steal trucks, as you mentioned. right, exactly.
1: Earlier. So mm. I think, but no, he and I. Silence was a very important movie for of him course, to make yeah. too. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That was that, that was a tough watch. It was very good though. Very good, yeah. very very deep and yeah, very. It was indeed.
1: And another true story. So. Yeah, of
0: course. Yeah, from many 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 years ago. Okay, Mary Pat Kelly, Mary Pat, thank you so much for dropping. Well, thank you us on very much. Today. Good
1: to be with you and i'm glad that you're so knowledgeable about it It made it really fun to talk about thank you
0: (laughs) thank you very much dave fanning on 2fm